Hello and welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode Gundam Seed podcast that finished Gundam Double O and decided it was time to da 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 duel My name is Jeremy. I can make my lightsabers vibrate at very specific frequencies to cut through other lightsabers. Unfortunately, that means they go through mine as well, and then I die. I'm Tyler. <laughs> I'm offering sponsorship contracts with the last time on video games. My name is Zach. Oh yeah, hey, if you if you are a Gunpla fighter, last time on video games will sponsor you. I was going to say, if you're a Gumpla Fire, we will accept your sponsorship. <laughs> well, that too. I don't know why I got myself mixed up. I don't know why I said last time on video games. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not this podcast or our I podcast brand. Said, it's a Gundam? Yeah, no, last time on video games specifically. We'll sponsor you. <laughs> <laughs> we do an episode like once every six months. So one I, should be out before this one is out, I think. I did start playing the game. Well that's, done. That's good. As of yesterday. Hey, like you have a whole week to play more of it if you want. I have a lot of thoughts on that game. We'll As do it. I. But what I also have thoughts on is episode 19 of Gundam Build Fighters, A Stray's Blade. I kind of like this title because it has kind of a double meaning. Because obviously his mobile suit is the Astray Sengoku. Or is it the Sengoku Astray? Either way, it's Astray and then a Japanese word. And at the same time, you could also read it as just a stray Astray, animal, because he is bound in this episode, he bounces between or to taking the sponsorship from Baker Chan. Yeah, does he lose his sponsorship with the other company entity? Does he ever tell Caroline about I that? I mean, <laughs> it doesn't seem like you wouldn't be able to take multiple sponsorships. You've seen what a NASCAR looks like, right? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I can't wait until we get Gumpla build three years and that's all Gumpla are 90% patches for companies sponsoring the fighters. <laughs> Except for the one main character who is sponsored by, like, a local <laughs> shop. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm just thinking uh, one of them is sponsored by NVIDIA, and it just has a GPU as its backpack. <laughs> Although, uh, given the trajectory of Gundam Build Divers, he would just be sponsored by Bandai, Zach, and he would have the Bandai Gundam. <laughs> uh, he'd have the Gunpla Gunpla. Isn't that what the uh, beginner Gunpla is, though? K- kind of, yeah. But like, it, Someone clearly designed that, though. Yeah, that's fair. That seems like a rejected design to me. They're like, yeah, it's good enough for this project. It couldn't be the Exia 3, but it can be the beginning Gundam. (laughs) Okay, that does happen at the end of this episode. I I have questions about why they have a fake Ptolemy hanging around inside of a particle (laughs) chamber to launch a mobile suit at the end of the episode. That is so dumb. It's so dumb. That is the thing that I kind of had spoiled for me because I walked into our local, or one of our local hobby shops, and they had that Gunpla on the shelf okay that was my question is it is it a specific i thought it was an o gundam but it's not not? no gundam i can promise you that i'm reasonably sure it was that gundam because it it makes the most sense for the framing and all that too my headcanon for that ptolemy is alan just wanted to build a scale model ptolemy and he wanted to do it on works dime and so he justified (laughs) it this way (laughs) <laughs> By just having it be, oh yeah, it's it's the storage containers for all of our projects. We need it. It's very important. Wait, I, I was going to say, that thing implies that they just have a simulation running a Ptolemy <laughs> all the time. I mean, I guess they're doing active development, which is maybe why it was in there, but like, I don't know. <laughs> they used the uh, 1 144th scale uh, Celestial Being Tech Haros to do the maintenance on it. <laughs> Those would be so tiny. <laughs> <laughs> yes. To like, fit in a scale model of the Ptolemy. Yep. <laughs> so if this is your first episode of Gundam Build Fighters. It, I'm sorry. <laughs> it is the story of Seiyori, a Bluoni boy, who 
work whose parents own a Gundam model shop who is very good at building Gumpla. And in this world, if you build a Gumpla, you can then fight with it in a video game simulation thing. It's not really a video game. It's not Gundam Build Divers. The models are actually there. Unfortunately, Say is a nice boy, so he's terrible at fighting. But then he met a Radoni boy, Reiji, who might be a genie or a magical prince from another land or the, illegit- or the illegitimate child of the president of Gumpla. <laughs> and they teamed up to fight together. And then they got into the world tournament where they are currently in the best eight. Would recommend going back and watching from the beginning, or at the very <laughs> least, if you're not going to go all the way back, go back to like episode 13, where the actual tournament started. But guys, just go watch all of it. It's actually really good. It is. They are up against Nils Nielsen, the half America, half Chinese, half Japanese, half ninja, half genius. Half, half samurai, half doctor. Who has entered the tournament in order to get a new PhD after writing a thesis <laughs> on the weird particle that can move only Gumpla models and how maybe we should apply that to things that aren't Gumpla models. <laughs> it is a character trope I do not particularly care for, but at I, least he has a motivation for why he's here. I do like his motivation, which is this technology it, seems really it useful. makes a lot of sense. <laughs> he is obsessed with Japan, and so he built a samurai Gundam. He's a weeb. Yes. I can say that because I am one too. <laughs> Although not nearly as bad. So. I mean, you do not dress in full samurai regalia, so. Not around you. <laughs> <laughs> There's also Mao. He's, say, his Gumpla building friend who he defeated in the best 16, and now they are hanging out. His girlfriend dumped him after one date because he was too aggressive. We have an important character this episode. We have Radoni Boy, Reiji, Blue Oni Boy, Say and Negroni Man, Ricardo Fellini. (laughs) (laughs) Is Ricardo Fellini in this episode? I feel like he's too busy to be in this episode. Never mind. I'm saving that joke for next time. Too late. (laughs) There's also Ron Baral, you know, from Mobile Suit Gundam. He's their friend slash coach. And Chena, who says girlfriend, but not yet. They both blushed when you said that, though. Yes. (laughs) There's also Yajima Caroline, who is Nils Nilsson's sponsor. And uh, best girl of the series, Ayla Yurkiainen, but she doesn't really do much in this episode. She doesn't she, like Gumpla, so she is just sad about it. And the Meatbone Chronicles does, do not continue in this episode. She does like Reiji, though. It she, is sad that we do not get more Meatbone Chronicles. Oh, don't worry. You're going to get all the Meatbone you can handle soon. <laughs> I believe that. I'm just um, saying I'm sad that we didn't get any of it in this episode. I accidentally stumbled across the wiki for this. Um, I forget. Accidentally. Yeah, no, I, w- I was looking up Isla for some reason, and boy, did I have something spoiled for me. Oh, so. did you have what happens in the movie spoiled for you? That seems like the most I, spoilery thing that could have happened. I think so, yes. <laughs> I think that is the thing. Let's see, what other characters? are there? Any, is there anyone else in this episode? I think that's everyone. Oh, there's believe- Baker Chan. She works for the president of Gumpla to try and get Saiyan Reiji out of the tournament because the ter- president just doesn't like Reiji. I think, my, I think I'm mixed up. But we've also got Kirara and Rinko, who haven't yes. been mentioned yet. Rinko, who is Say's mom, and Kalala, the Gumpla idol, who... Slash for Fellini's girlfriend? Ka- they're definitely having contacts. Yep. <laughs> they definitely have rendezvous, and maybe dates. Who can tell? Well, they do hang out at a bar a lot, and I yeah. count that as a date. Yeah, so. ra- rendezvous and maybe date. If he's paying for it, it's a date. Otherwise, it's a rendezvous. Okay, I, I see what you're saying. Like, the entire thing is rendezvous and yeah. maybe date. Yeah. As I was going to say, they're definitely having dates, but like, as a unit, I gotcha. All right, so we're watching episode 19 today, A Stray's Blade. You can watch along on Crunchyroll if you like, and like Zach said, you should. It's pretty good. This one starts with Niels Nielsen defeating a Virtue Gundam. This is a virtue, right? I, I thought it was a virtue, virtue Gundam. Yeah. I don't know why it is painted shit brown. <laughs> <laughs> for the camo. 
Nils Nielsen has treated his katanas to cut through beams. We already know this. But we see it works even when a virtue shoots all of the beams at it. <laughs> I do like how it fires the big cannon and then it just adds in its other shoulder guns. We see its pilot. Its but pilot Voltron? has the... Uh, Huh? No, he's got he's got Tiaria's uh, yeah. helmet. Yes, but it makes him look like a Voltron pilot because he is definitely not Tiaria. And he doesn't have like the face max. He only has the helmet. Anyway, Nils is like, I have really cool swords. They can vibrate or something. Anyway, let me cut through your shield because the Virtue activates its GN shield. Does it have like secondary hands that it's using at the moment? Because it looks, its arms look super janky. The Astray? Yes. Yeah, okay. It has like samurai cloak hands. Okay, that's what I thought. It's just, it looks, when it when it was doing that, looks really, like, off to the side janky. They're, like, on a backpack almost. Okay. Anyway, he X's the guy and is a winner. A winner is Nils. I was like, doesn't it normally announce the pilot and not the mobile suit in that windscreen? Yeah, well, I think it usually has both. I think it... I think it does generally have both because usually I think with uh, Reiji and Say, it usually has the build strike. Okay. I was like, in this particular situation, only the Sengoku (laughs) is straight one. Nils did not. (laughs) I keep calling it the build strike. They have the star build strike now. Yes, they have upgraded to star. And eventually it'll be cosmic build strike or something. I don't know. So yeah, he's now in the top eight. His next opponent is going to be Baker Chan. Sorry. (laughs) Say Iori and Reiji. Uh, yeah, and raging, no last name given. A wild Baker Chan appears in the hallway and is like, hey, do you want to become a magical girl, Mr. Nielsen? <laughs> and he's like, just as planned. <laughs> All according to Keikaku. Plus one opening sequence. <laughs> I was wondering if it was necessary for Baker to like meet him ominously in the hallway like that. Because like, could she just send him a message to his hotel room? Or This is more dramatic. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> and she seems to be nothing if not dramatic. She did try to get what's his name to defeat them at baseball. A foolproof plan. <laughs> to humiliate them in front of everybody in the arena at baseball. Oh, did we actually mention the Majin when we were going to do our character rundown? We How did we... not. I don't think he's in this episode. Yeah, he's I don't barely think he in this is episode. Uh, there's also Majin Kawakichi. He's not their classmate, Yuki, who is the president of the modeling club and the Gumpla Battle P- Club. His sidekick is Alan, who builds his Gumpla and works for the Gumpla Company. He heads their works team. Yeah, he's their chief researcher. Also, he just looks incredibly stressed all the time because of the way they draw his eyes. He has a beard in Try. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he's be Alan su- Beardsley? Yes. <laughs> wouldn't you be super stressed when dealing with the Majin? That, yeah, he is very serious all the time. I feel like Alan is least stressed when he's dealing with that, though. No, okay, no, you're right. It's He's always stressed because he's got to deal with his boss. And his boss is a dick. And incompetent. So we cut to said boss's mansion where Baker has pulled Niels to be like, hey, we want to sponsor you. We give you a cool Gumpla building workshop and some cool Gumpla, and you could build a cool Gumpla. Plus, you could talk with Alan. All and free of a, charge. You'll, we'll, we'll make you a works team. And Nils is like, hey, I already have a sponsor. Also, shouldn't you be backing like Majin Kawaguchi? I mean, that does make a lot more sense. Why would you want to add me into this as your as a sponsor? And she's like, oh, we're trying to just support more great players. And you're a great player. You know, we have one Japanese dude and an American dude. And that's really all you need in anime. <laughs> <laughs> we won't ask for anything in return for this sponsorship. Yeah, right then and there, man. That's a that, that's a huge red flag. Yeah, what do they gain out of sponsoring Nils? I think Baker literally just wants to hook him up with like a Gumpla building workshop to give him the advantage in 
this battle. I, okay. I think that is literally what she's doing, is that she's like, I'm going to give him the option and the ability to seriously rat out his Sengoku astray to throw at Reiji. Okay. So Nils is like, hmm, this is hella suspicious. What do they get out of this? He's just like, yeah, sure. I'll get- take your sponsorship, but all I want to do is I want to see your particle factory. Yeah, well, because she's basically like, okay, now that we've done that, let's go get to the works room. And he's like, nah, my Gunpla's already perfect. And she's like, shit, my plan backfired. <laughs> he says, my Sengoku Astray is so perfect, there's no need to add anything. And I'm like, wow, are you a stuck-up little prick, aren't you? Hey, there's something to be said for confidence. I kind of wish that in the same way we got Mao just imagining all the ways he could lose to Saiyan Reiji, we got Nils, like, imagining all the ways he could win. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Like, he's just like, yes, I can't possibly lose. And then it's just saying, Reggie, like, yeah, we have all this shit that you've never actually seen anybody do. But there is one thing I would like to see your cool particle factory. I Specifically, have... he wants to see the, the factory that builds the particle generators. Yeah, if I understood the particles manufacturing process, then I could probably make my Gumpla better. But given everything I already know, I can't make my Gumpla any better. Well, I mean, it kind of makes a little bit of sense. It's just like, you know. I can't think of anything else I could do to it, but if I can use the, if I can see the particles, uh, you know, that whole thing, that might give me some inspiration. If I knew how physics worked. So it's kind of along the same lines as with uh, when Say was at his uh, wit's end trying to improve the build strike. No, it just has more confidence to be like, well, I've taken it as far as I can go. But Baker's like, we'll have to ask the manager, so it will take some time. I think that if you beat the quarterfinals, that'll advance the flag that will let me give you a tour. <laughs> Anyway, Nils is like, okay, so um, that works. They shake on it. Um, and then Nils is very suspicious as he walks out. Well, he le- he's not really <sighs> suspicious right away. But we, we get a shot of Baker Chan just being like, yes, yeah, so that's why he's entered this, the, the tournament entirely. And yeah, you're never going to get to that uh, factory. So fuck off, little kid. I cannot let anyone know that secret. Like right here, he, he does... Like it clicks and he goes, wait a minute, hang on. Well, I assume he's been thinking this the entire time. We're just now privy to it. Of like, mm, after the quarterfinals, huh? That's a weird stipulation. There must be a reason. Oh, wait a minute. Hang on. They're not actually going to let me do it. Then he but remembers being a ninja. Say, Re- say Reiji probably knows. Yeah, he remembers ninja-ing and overhearing th- them talking about how Say Reiji know about the particle. Well, because the uh, chairman says that boy. just says that boy. And he's so worried about the build strike. And then uh, Nils, because he's not an idiot, puts it together and realizes it must be someone involved with the build strike. The star build strike. Yeah, it's a 50-50 shot. Obviously, it's one of them. Okay, so I have questions about a Plavsky particle factory. Is it a factory that produces the machines that produce Plavsky particles, or the, does it actually produce well, Plavsky particles? Specifically, he asks, when he asks to see the factory, he asks to see the factory that produces the generators that make the particles. I thought he said to see the factory that produces no, particles. he does say the generators. Okay. So, either way, though, that, okay. So, if it's a generator, that's way less confusing, because I'm like, did they have to refill the Plavsky <laughs> tanks? Well, you know, you just buy some more Plavsky, you, you, you juice up your system. Another question I thought, though, is, like, what contain? how are they contained? Are Plavsky particles, like, carcinogenic? <laughs> like, what are the safety concerns of gunpla fights? Well, no one sticks their hands in there. <laughs> it would just get shredded. <laughs> I'm not saying it would. I'm just saying no one does. <laughs> Remember that time that a baseball almost killed Kilala? <laughs> a 1.44 scale base. I guess it would be a... It's not a 1-1-40 scale baseball. It's a 1-1-44 scale Gundam baseball. It's made out of Gundanium. 
Seems unlikely, but not impossible. <laughs> anyway. Because he puts it together specifically that it's my next opponent. One of them is probably the guy. And we see Reiji absolutely picking out his say is like, I can't believe I'm letting myself be seen in public with him eating. And Niels puts it together that he absolutely wants to get rid of one of them because they'll expose his secret. Which means he probably will not get a factory tour, even if he wins. As he is considering this, the Pink Panther theme starts playing. <laughs> and he gets Guess who which he immediately ninjas out of. And Caroline has snuck up on him, and he's like, oh god, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to break all of your limbs. <laughs> I love all of her animation in this episode. It's so good. How <laughs> did she get, did he not lock his door? Maybe she has a key because... Sponsor? Yeah, because sponsor. I don't know. Or she just went to the front desk and said, I need a key to my boyfriend's room. Yeah, which she's like, he's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, you're saying I can't cheer for my boyfriend? I love how he's like, he's just like, what? And then just loses it. The question is, am I the boyfriend? And she's like, yeah, you accepted my dad's company sponsorship, and my dad things are my things. Therefore. Which by transitive property, <laughs> you are my object, Nils. Oh, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> Nils uh, protests that the math is inaccurate. But... Flabbergasted Nils is actually pretty great. <laughs> and she shifts the feminine wiles of, are you saying I'm not good enough for you? <laughs> And then she loses that and tries to murder him. Uh, <laughs> Which Nils Cowd is like, oh, I'm honored. <laughs> Which immediately mollifies her. I uh, love Caroline. I'm so glad she's in this episode. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> and here's our shot of Kalala uh, Fel- and Ricardo Fellini in some super fancy restaurant. I suppose Fellini is in this episode on a rendezvous. With- this does look date-like. There's a candle. You are correct. <laughs> it is amusing candle. to me that they're in this like super fancy restaurant and Fellini is just in his street clothes. Yeah, meanwhile, Kalala gets different outfits. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of the same outfit that she's been seeing. We, we've seen her in this area before. So he's in his street clothes because he's a beast on the streets and in the sheets. So, <laughs> oh, I was going to say he has the excuse of, oh, this is all I brought. I didn't expect to be dating a fancy lady when I and came. Obviously... Kilala has to change when she has to change her clothes and all that because because the idol outfit is awful <laughs> and people would notice the bright pink idol hair chick because obviously she doesn't look that much like herself because Fellini didn't recognize her immediately. What is her hair situation? Like it has to be a wig, right? But the way she held it up in ponytails implies she's somehow dying it every day. I assume it's a wig and she just like knows what it looks like. Although that's a lot of hair to put under a wig. That's so. true. <laughs> I mean, the like headgear in these universes seem to have some kind of like TARDIS properties because Isla's helmet. I'm just saying Yugi Moto might be like, oh man, that's a lot of dye. We actually, we get a close-up of Isla next episode where you can see all of her hair crammed into the helmet. I know, so. but the thing is, even still, like, the way it looks, it still wouldn't, it sure, shit wouldn't be comfortable. Oh, no, not at all. That's not the, what that suit is designed for. Uh, so they're having the best date talk, Gumpla Battles, and <laughs> Fellini's like, that boy Nils has yet to show his true power. The technique he used to defeat Greco-Roman, but go- all Goku style. Greco-Vogan. You're right. <laughs> see, they're they're talking work. They're, they're talking shop on their date. They're talking about Saiyan Rage. And I love how she asks, who do you think will win? And Ricardo Fellini's like, isn't that obvious? Either one of them. <laughs> Whoever <laughs> One of them will win. Whoever put the most points in Shonen. The stat. 
that has the strongest I, feelings. I like Fellini, but the line of whoever's feelings are the strongest will win is basically the same as one side will win and one side will lose. That's the obvious answer. I feel like Rambaral could get away with saying that because he's Rambaral. <laughs> anyway, speaking of, of rendezvous, we cut to Nils Nielsen under a streetlight at night being like, all right, I have to make the choice that will get me to my goal the fastest. And then say and Reggie show up. See, while I do, we'll make fun of uh, Ricardo for that particular line. It actually tracks really well with the rest of this episode. Because right here when in this scene, we kind of see that Nils isn't super fully invested in the contest. Yeah, it's a means to an end for it. Whereas these two, like, they don't have any further goals. It is, this is the point. I like how casual Reiji is here yep. as, as he walks up. And Say has to be formal in contrast and be like, you can just call me Say. And Reiji's like, yeah, call me Reiji, which is my name, Reiji. <laughs> so uh, what did you want? It would be really weird if anybody saw us since we're all talking and we're supposed to be competing tomorrow. And I mean, I feel like if we hung out with Mao the night before, it would have been fine. But we're hanging in the sketchy park under a street lamp. So and, and it looks uh, like we're trying to buy drugs from you. Really. Said, this is the bush Isla hid behind earlier. <laughs> and uh, we've never talked to you before. I don't think they've ever spoken to Nils. Like, we've never seen them on screen talking to each other. Yeah, I was going to say, they were on screen at the same time, Fellini but not has talking. talked to him a couple of times, but I don't, think, the Majin. I don't think Say and Reiji have. So Nils is like, I'll just come out with it. Do you know the special properties of Plasky particles? And <laughs> Say, uh, what? Says so like, I know there's special particles that can move Gumpla. I figured out how to use them to turn mine blue. And Reiji, I just have the, feel, have the feeling like, Say says that, and Reiji is like, I don't even know what they are. I did like his response of, how would I know? And Nils is like, please, recall. According to my deduction, one of you knows the secret and has just forgotten. It's on your character's backstory sheet. <laughs> yeah, and so he's like, I, you know, if, if you tell me, I'll forfeit. If you promise to tell me, I don't even expect you to remember right away. Just promise to tell me, and I will withdraw. I am currently the biggest obstacle in your way to getting to the semifinals. And the thing is, like, him offering to withdraw, I, I love the ca- like the little character bit here. This offends Saiyan Reiji yeah, they get pissed so off. <laughs> much that he just offered to withdraw. I super buy it from Reiji because he's always talking about, like, he's in it fully for the competition. He talked about it with Mao, wanting to fight him at his best, wanting to fight Fellini at his best. There was the whole thing there with Fellini being like, oh, do I withdraw? Say he seems a little like he's been... <laughs> Nope. Not mind-controlled, but he seems like he would be mo- more of a peacemaker here. It, see, the thing is, we've already seen at the beginning of this, that Se- at, the, at this episode specifically, Say is also really looking forward to matching up with, uh, Nils. with Nils here. And it's also one of those things of, I think Reiji's, like competitive spirit and whatnot has also somewhat rubbed off on Say. And the fact that he is just going to give them the win, which means it's hollow for both of them, like, that's not something either of them want. They want to win, sure. But from everything we've already been presented with for these characters, they want to win. Yeah. They don't want to have their opponent bow out. Even early on when Yuki forfeit the qualifiers, they were like... They were upset the, about that. Yeah, yeah, they were very distraught about it. Yeah, so but it was track, much... This tracks entirely to me. It just seemed, always seemed like it's more ragey than Say. It seems like Say should try to play Peacemaker at first and then get more offended later. But I don't think it's super off or anything. So yeah, Nils is like, I said I'll let you in. Would you rage it? He's like, ah! But I guess Say is like, hey, are you serious? And Nils is like, I don't joke. Did you, have you seen my character design? So like, he does kind of hold him back and is like, kind of acting as that peacemaker, like you said. 
And just when Niels comes up and basically says, I'm only here because fuck Gunpla. I just want to see the particle. Like, that's what offends say to the same degree. That's true. And says, like, what would the point of winning like that be? Everyone here is working super hard to fight Gunpla. I mean, fight with Gunpla. <laughs> and I mean, it makes it makes. I'm working hard to punch a plastic model, personally. <laughs> Given how much effort everybody puts into their Gunpla, well, I guess, like, Isla and the Majin are kind of in weird spots because they have a back. They, they've got other people doing that. I also assume, though, that the Majin is putting in a lot of input on the camphor. Like, he's probably not doing any of the physical modeling, but. Well, and um, we can also kind of sidestep the Majin side of things because Yuki, sorry, the Majin, totally not Yuki, <laughs> uh, Say knows him, obviously, and he knows how much effort he has put in on previous iterations of a gunplum battle model that he has used yeah they always turn out amazing them getting him getting super offended at neil's here basically just saying i don't give a crap about any of this totally tracks to me i do like neil's response of yeah i understand that they're all working super hard but i can't relate to it like they're just toys and Reggie's like oh i had a whole arc about that <laughs> <laughs> i mean he the thing is neil's does follow that up with something that is actually a very good point the particle could have a lot of in very important aspects to other fields. To which say responds, get out of here. <laughs> Do that somewhere else. This is a Gumpla battle arena, not a science lab. Don't insult us who are fighting in earnest. But Nils is like, hey, I'm in earnest too about science. I love here <laughs> how like Say starts getting really, really mad. And in kind of a role reversal, Reiji actually pulls Say back and is just like, okay, look, we can't talk to him because he's not going to listen. We just have to beat him at Gumpla, and since this is a shonen anime, that will hopefully transfer our feelings to him. <laughs> or if not, he won't be our problem anymore. <laughs> well, it's also what, what Reiji says right here. Because he, he tells Nils, if you want something, win it for yourself. Don't beg somebody else for it. So if you want the secret, beat us for it. Don't come here and like try and bribe it out of us. If you think we have it, win. And that's what he says. We'll do whatever you say if you beat us tomorrow. And says like, yeah. And Nils like, okay, I'll hold you to that. I'm strong, you know, like best eight, top eight and everything. And Say and Rager are like, yeah, but we're going to win. We have a way cooler splash screen than you. <laughs> and then we don't get an eye catch on this Batman the Animated Series-ass title card. I hope you're having a lovely Monday morning or whenever it is that you're getting around to listening to this. And this is episode 19 of Gundam Build Fighters, the one in which they fight Nils on the top of Ryu's stage in Street Fighter. Of course, I have our normal Patreon plug this week, patreon.com slash lastpodcasts, where you get access to all of our episodes early in addition to at least one episode a month that is bonus content. I think I mentioned this last time, our bonus episode for the month of March was Casino Royale, the Daniel Craig Bond movie, it was a blast to record, but I think more importantly, um, we're all nerds here. We can agree on that. Yeah, we're watching a show about giant robots, and more specifically, we're watching a show about kids making models of giant robots and then fighting those models. That's some hardcore nerd right there. So this is also my pitch for the new D&D movie, I suppose. Uh, mostly, I went to a local movie theater to go watch Cocaine Bear with a bunch of friends, which also, man, that was a movie. Um, I think it was fun. So that's that's also my pitch for Cocaine Bear. 
But a bunch of people were playing uh, pickup D&D, including the brewer at one of our favorite breweries. That's hilarious to me. That That's all. Um, <laughs> also, as of this recording, we did our monthly game night for March recently, which was a blast. We played MechWarrior 5 in just some, like, pickup skirmish matches. And longtime listener Ryan joined us, so... Thanks for that. It was a lot of fun. As always, if you hop over to our Discord, um, people are welcome to join us for those game nights and also suggest what games we're going to play. We try to pick stuff that fits the number of people that we end up having. So if you want to play some video games with the hosts of what I'm hoping is your favorite Gundam podcast, uh, you can do that over there. <laughs> See, it was it was a secret pitch all along. Yeah, I don't know. This has gone on way too long, I feel, already. Um, so I'm going to stop talking now. And we're going to go watch some only slightly disappointing Shonen Samurai fight. I do absolutely love that little confrontation between the three of them. Especially yeah. the role reversal, say, in Ragey Git. I say they're rubbing off on each other, I think. They're both becoming purple-onies. <laughs> I like how, like I talked about with the Mao episode, this is mostly from Nil's point of view up until this confrontation, which he's still part of. Cut to Happy Rinko, about to watch her kids destroy some nerd. <laughs> Yujima Caroline has built a cheering horse. She's got her cheer section for Nils. That I'm pretty sure all of these, yeah, that's Yajima. her dad, her butler, and her well, yeah, their employees. See, they have Yajima on their uh, on their shirts here, and I do love her horse with uh, its little helmet. It's adorable. I didn't notice that the first time. I'm so glad we caught that. Isla is sitting at home watching oddly intently. I love Isla's casual wear. It's just such a contrast to how much she does herself up whenever she goes out anywhere. That she's like just in sweats is great. Of course she's watching super intently. Her boyfriend's on. I'm surprised the Majin didn't show up in person. Like, why Why is he not in the box or something? He's afraid he would get too fired up. And like he would <laughs> he run would get, in and run join in the battle. His gun down. <laughs> All right, fight me. I can't fight both of them in the finals and I might just get too excited. And he does remark that they seem awfully fired up. Yeah, like they're facing me or something. Whereas Nils is just doing his samurai bow. Anyway, <laughs> Nils has home field advantages. They're at Field 11, Castle, a.k.a. <laughs> Ryu staged from Street Fighter. <laughs> well, it's appropriate for how they're going to go about this. It's good, Arita. So the Star Build Strike launches and lands on top of the castle. And then both it and the uh, Sengoku Astray start bobbing. Yeah, the da 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 da. It gives you the uh, ready fight. <laughs> it is Jess Ryu's stage from Street Fighter. Yep. Nils launches a Hadoken. Actually, the first thing that they do is uh, Reiji launches a Hadoken, yep. which Nils cuts in half. Which Nils parries. Why does it explode? Because beams always explode <laughs> that, for some reason. That's not a mountain, it's a giant thing of C4. Homura Kemi was there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this will work if I just build a mountain of C4. Oh, the reason uh, Tokyo is the most explosive object in the world is because all the construction materials in Japan are just highly volatile. No, it's because canonically, Homura Kemi has been in every single one of those particular timelines. Oh, that's And has fair. set a ton of C4 trying to get that witch. And forgotten where they were. <laughs> 
So we, we get a shot to the uh, the peanut gallery of everybody remarking about how the Starbuild Strikes gear is going to be useless here. Yeah, it can't hit it with its rifle. It doesn't have any particles to absorb with its particle absorbed shield. I'm a little sad that at this point, Nils doesn't just huck his swords. He's <laughs> like, all right, want to go hand to hand? <laughs> well, he's not that shonen yet. No, he is not that shonen yet. I'm a li- One thing that I'm actually a little sad about is one of the cool things that they established early on for the Starbuild Strike is its absorption is its absorbing shield, and then it's done it has basically all. been pointless this entire time. Well, that's We've because seen it do all three of its things, and it hasn't done a single thing since because nobody uses beams against it because it's mm. such a like it's just the ultimate hard counter. This yeah. is very, very esports game thing. Yeah, this is very League of Legends. Oh, Faker is the best LeBlanc in the history of the world. I guess he never gets to play that champion. Yeah, as far <laughs> as that champion is concerned and Faker is concerned, that champion does not exist. Which makes the reveals of it early on, it's like, yes, it technically still exists. But from a storytelling point of view, it might as well just be the Freedom's uh, standard shield. My big thing is I wish that the Starbuild Strike had more equipment to balance that. Like, Reiji is a hand-to-hand fighter, and, like, the fact that he has no tools for hand-to-hand fighting... Like if he had, he's got like, knuckles. <laughs> if he had, like, the Armor Schneider or something like that. Or what would I think would be really cool is if it showed us, like, okay, the shield has been this big thing, and then, say, shows up and they in the Build Strike has a different shield. Or ha- starts using different equipment in e- in its bouts. Yeah, so Gundam Javelin. New, so it gets new, interesting things to do. That would be very strike-esque. Because right now, yes, we're being introduced to its RG system. But now the RG system, the way they've presented it, is kind of just okay. Like, okay, the fight starts. Hit the RG button. Doesn't we it? don't know exactly what it can do. If it has a time limit, yeah, I was gonna say, doesn't why it not just charge? No, that's, that's the thing. The RG system that he's using for this is different from the particle charge with like the suit the the discharges the the super speed the useless gun and um I don't remember what the, then, I then think it's like it the has big a third beam. mode we no, have I, th- I think it, no I think it has a sword I think I think they showed us the sword that's true they did do the giant sword once. I think it's the speed one which we've seen twice the worthless gun and the big ass sword I could be getting the sword mixed up with the thing that Mao's Gundam did. I think yeah, you who, are. Who also did a big ass Because he did a big yeah. sword with a satellite. Yeah. I just want the RG system, or not the RG system, the build strikes Absorb shield thing. To not be completely fucking pointless. There is at least a story justification, so I'll give them that, but I agree. It would be nice to actually see it in use ever. Or at the very least, what I really want, I guess, isn't so much for it to be useless. I want, say, to build around it. Like... Okay, everybody knows it absorbs beams, so let's do something else. Let's make it do something else to throw people off. Grappling shield. Yeah, like give it a grappling hook or something like that. Give it the scissors from the... <laughs> the curios. From the curios. Give it something so that it's a change-up on people. Instead, we just kind of have... Literally, it it's, is. Literally, it's trash this episode. He just throws he it just away dumps immediately. It. In the last episode, it didn't do anything either. Because uh, the last time we've seen these guys fight, because it was against Mao... Mouse shot it, it blew up immediately and didn't play a part. I didn't realize how much animosity I had for this particular <laughs> plot point until I started talking. So Rage is like, you're right, say, our beam rifle is no use. Guess it's time for close combat. We're gonna dump our beam sabers too. <laughs> dump the backpack. Agility mode. Knuckles only. 
Final Ste- destination. Nope. Ryu stage from Street Fighter. <laughs> no items. Um, I was gonna. He could have kept the beam sabers. <laughs> you, you think maybe he just prefers fists? Actually, no. The, thinking about it, and this is one of the things that I just remembered. We've actually seen people try to go beam saber against Nails when it, it doesn't work with his swords. Yes, I think yeah, he has cut through beam saber no, because that, he did it to Greco. That's my point: is they destroy his swords early on, and if they had saved the beam sabers, they that's, could have had they, they could have been armed. Later. Well, yeah. they could have they could have doved off for him. <laughs> that's true, but I mean, not going to them immediately, it doesn't make a lot of sense, like you said, to just dump them. But like, I, I, not going to them right away makes sense. They're saving two grams of weight. So Nils is like, ah, I see you're going for close combat. Wise choice, but it doesn't matter. I'm still gonna win. You just done what's best for you, the way to lose slowest. But Reiji manages to dodge a sword of strike, just barely. And then Nils cuts off one of the fish statues and uses that as a projectile, which the star build strike shoots down with Vulcans. I don't know why they aren't just hosing it down with the Vulcans. What kind of ammunition do you think it carries? Weirdly, they're go- we're going to have to ask more questions about that in a couple episodes. <laughs> because, I mean, as, um, unless it has like a limited ammunition capacity... I just hold down the Vulcan button to be annoying. Like, it's not doing anything, but if it's bonking off of the thing's camera or something like that, and just that would be irritating, so funny. <laughs> it's just, okay, just. Also, Reiji tries his secret attack, a punch. <laughs> well, first, he dodges out of the way of the. An X slash. An X slash. And comes in. And they do the samurai thing where they pass each other. The star build strike falls to its knees. However, Nils notices that his sword is all cracked. And he's like, oh, the fist uh, accelerated and broke the bands on my swords. And the swords then shatter. Reggie does a turnaround punch. And Nils is like, well, I'll have to use my secret technique like I did in America. And they meet fist to fist. Or well, I guess fist palm to, palm. to fist. And it blows up the Starbuild Strike's arm. Oh, no. Uh, Nani? Which uh, also causes a shockwave that destroys the top of the castle. Just like with Greco, Logan. Yep. And Neil's like, ah, oh, this is my particle fall fajin. Although everyone else calls it hake, right? Yeah, that is how you pronounce it in Japanese. Or I shouldn't say pronounce, but that is the word they use. That's why it's hake and uh, One Piece. It's, it's key manipulation. Yeah. From, from a Dragon Ball. The ultimate secret of Chinese martial arts, as Ramba Rall informs it, us. Um, I always related this to Quivering Palm from yes. monks in D&D. Same uh, origin point. Yep. It's like, uh, you shoot your key into your opponent and destroy them from within. Although I imagine he's using Plavsky particles instead. Yeah, and that's key. what Rambaral says. Is he's probably using Plavsky particles, in- probably. particles instead. Probably. Only probably. <laughs> <laughs> I love, love the shot of super serious observer Isla in her sweats <laughs> and dark room. I also... Like, she looks so determined and like, come on. I also love that 90% of the times that... Or that we see her in casual clothes. Her other clothes are like draped over something in the background. Well, like there, it's like the gloves and her hat. Also, boots. I think those might be the boots. Might be. There's something fuzzy. That's definitely a fuzz. You're right. That could be our top two. <laughs> Major Kwok is like, ah, oh, his gumpo is called Sengoku, but he's using Chinese martial arts. Come on, pick an Asian culture, buddy. <laughs> this show wasn't made in America. What, just like an American to be like, oh, I'm going to be a samurai using Chinese martial arts. So are you Chinese or Japanese? At least they got it right because no American would get that right anyway. We're all too fucking stupid. And so he's all confident. Reiji is like, yeah, don't be so cocky. 
We did the same thing to you. And then Nil's arm explodes because the build knuckle reached him. I say he's like, Rage, you just one more super delayed attack. And he's the- using the same technique and or, uh, Hercule used to beat Android 18 in the world tournament. Yeah. <laughs> so they go again. And the same exact thing happens, and both of their arms explode. This time, the entire castle goes up like Homura Kemi is doing a secret mission inside. (laughs) So now both of them are armless. I'll gnaw your ankles off. So now Baker is like, no, now activate our trap card, technical difficulties. (laughs) And the technical difficulties start, music starts playing. I love how, like, confused and startled Reiji looks when this thing comes up. I really don't care for this plot point. Like, it's kind of dumb. It completely backfires on Baker. I really wish, since their mobile suits are destroyed, they just like we're like it's a draw, like with Fellini. But then there's like some sort of overtime rule that you get two minutes to fix your gunpla and then go again, because that creates exactly the same scenario we're gonna get. But I think it's better tension and doesn't have Baker just randomly interfering. Well, it's I mean, like- it would, this, this kind of thing would make sense if it, it was something that we'd seen before. Like there was something that came up for it before. I like your solution to this and just have this fight be declared a draw since they can't affect each other anymore or something like that. And you get two minutes to fix it and then you go again and whoever, if you can't fix it in time, it's an automatic disqualification and you lose. But yeah, Baker just getting involved here doesn't feel like it fits properly. And like also, what's her plan? Oh yeah, Yeah, Nelson Nelson has two minutes, he'll be better be- because say isn't also equally skilled and al- also has a ragey i guess so well that's the thing is that say has ragey to also help fix it it's a dumb plot point so anyway they get one minute <laughs> yep to t- technical difficulties therefore there both parties will be allowed one minute for repair and that, the battle will resume that's the thing that, that's the other thing to me at least it, it would make more sense what jeremy said because in basically every other thing if you end up with a pause you don't get time to rebuild your fix whatever the problem is if there's a bug in say league of legends in the lcs they don't the players can't talk during the pause yeah but in football if a player is injured you typically do so like there are similar analogies but that's a little different yeah because a lot of times if somebody is hurt there's a lot depending on the severity of the injury you have people like talking to each other and wishing the player well and like it's not uncommon to see a bunch of players Take a knee to, to pray, actually. Well, they're taking a knee for the star build strike right now, so... <laughs> like, Reggie, fix the left arm. I got the right one. It's a good thing I brought my model kit here. I do like how, like, when we uh, show Nils, say in Reggie, it's like the pit crew. Like, yep. it's damaged. Here's what we got to do to fix it. And Nils is just like, he's shaking almost like, it feels like from rage. Yeah, he's As he's holding the model. (laughs) Like, this is something that's never happened. He's never actually had to affect repairs to this thing. Whereas they're just like, okay, it's damaged. How do we fix it? Okay, let's do it. Like, but he is so offended that they damaged it. Uh, And Sheena uh, yells cheers for say so loud that she comes over all of the crowd noise. I, did, I love the look Rinko's giving her. I didn't notice that originally, but yes, Rinko's like, yes, that's my that's my future daughter-in-law. Continue. So Caroline tries to do a counter cheer. Unfortunately, she's too dom about it, and it intimidates Nils Nielsen. Um, I did notice this earlier when we're talking about her horse, but her horse is also wearing a, a sash that says Yajima Corp. Yeah. And it's so good. I do like how Nils is just like, please shut up, because it is very much in character, like, Say is like, my friend is backing me. This gives me strength. Nils is like, oh, dear God, why is this woman following me? (laughs) 
Anyway, 15 seconds till battle resumes and they're still desperately trying to repair as the Plavsky particles are dispersed on the destroyed castle. And apparently Nils just had some spare arms in his toolkit, which I guess it would make sense to have. Well, I assume Say also did, but Say has a secret weapon. Yep, which almost causes him not to get the Starbelt strike out in time as we get a bunch of cut-ins. As silly as it is, I actually, I kind of like the solution he comes up with. I was part, I was actually kind of expecting him to take a page out of China's book. Like, I thought that's where that was going. I mean, it sort of is. It's not the same solution. He did also wave the super glue at her, which I didn't notice the first time. So the Starbelt strike makes it back just in time. RG's up. And the left arm is just stuck out in front of it. Yeah, the entire time the left arm does not move. I hadn't no like I think that's one of those like kind of subtle points because I thought it was just like, okay, this is fighting stance, so the left arm is extended like that. But yeah, so they go in for a slobber knocker of a bo- of a brawl here. They go to do their punch meets uh palm <laughs> exchange again. How, what is it? Eight trigrams, sixty-four palms? Yes. Used to be the coolest <laughs> anime shit. But for some reason, the particles aren't reaching through into the strike's right arm, not its left. And it's like, oh, he covered it in glue, so the particles can't get through. That makes sense. But in this state, it can't actually punch me back. Rage is like, ah, oh, you don't, you underestimate how stubborn I am. I, also, <laughs> I have particles inside the build strike, because that's how the RG system works. So our Gumpla can still move. I do really like this scene. Uh, Nils catches the build strike with a slap across the face, and it causes the eye to flicker. I, I always do appreciate a good knock-down, dra- knock drag-out brawl of the fuck-dodging, I'm just going to beat you to death. Nils blasts off the star- strike's other arm and goes in to try to get the kill. But he overextends. Yeah. Yep. The uh, star-built strike dodges, and at the last second, we get one of those nice samurai freeze frames into... Uppercut. I'm sorry, RG Build, build Knuckle. Knuckle. Uh, which is just a punch. He it, tries to put his shield in the way, and they just go clean through it. And then the Sengoku Astray explodes. <laughs> and the Star Build Strike is winner. Which, of course, makes Rika happy <laughs> enough to do a group hug, which Rambaral appreciates. <laughs> and uh, Ricardo is impressed. As is Majin Kawaguchi. <laughs> I, I hadn't seen that shot before. You didn't see Baker get knocked into Chibi. <laughs> that is actually a really funny shot. I, I didn't notice that when I watched this earlier. Then we get a cut of Isla being like, oh, now I have to fight Reiji. <laughs> I hope someone else would beat him. Say and Reiji do their cool high five and Nils comes over and is like, I'll win next time. Next time I will definitely win. <laughs> and they're like, oh man, that was shown in this hell. We knew you had it, didn't you? <laughs> I, I, Reiji's like, I thought you were going to bring up that particle thing again. And uh, Nils is like, wait, what? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Reiji's like, oh, you got so caught up in the battle you forgot. That's what I like. You like Gumpla after all. Now you've had an arc about it too. And Reiji's like, we'll take you on anytime. But we'll also win every time we do. Don't worry about that. That's very, very ragey. And Say apologizes for misunderstanding Nil's feelings. And says, like, after battling you, I get it. If we can do anything for you, just tell us, man. We're friends now. Later. Anyway, Shonen. Defeat means friendship. That is my feat. Caroline comes off, taking the glove off like she's going to slap him with it. And he's like, sorry, I lost. And she's like, nah, you were great. And then he says... I was so cut off in solving the mystery, I didn't understand myself. Which seems like it's a saying in some language, but that language is not English. Because it sounds so close to wisdom, but is not. It sounds like some samurai nonsense, like, know yourself. It might be, like, a side-on reference to uh, Sun Tzu. 
You know, if you know yourself and you know your enemy, you need not feel the result of a hundred battles. He's saying, oh. I didn't know myself. I thought it was a reference to Tom Petty running down a mystery. <laughs> Maybe. I thought it was Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Zoinks, guys. Zoinks. I want Carolyn's horse to say Zoinks. Ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-ro-
this is weirdly specific, but I love the shot of uh, the Astray slapping the star build strike and that like crack forming in the eye flickering. I just I like that one particular shot really, really well. I mean, the fight is very has a lot of very, very, really cool and anim- like really detailed animation. It's just a boring or, or fight. <laughs> the fight is just boring. Yep. That's your high point, Zach. It's the confrontation at, uh, before the fight starts with, between Reggie, Niels, and uh, and uh, Say, you know, having their conversation of, I'll, I'll withdraw if you promise to tell me about the particle. And how offended Say and Reggie are at this idea of somebody withdrawing and giving them a freebie. I think mine is going to be the little bit where Chino's like, hey, Say, you can do it. And he's like, yeah, I have super glue. It's foreshadowing. You wouldn't <laughs> think that. You'd think it's just super glue. But it is, in fact, foreshadowing. <laughs> I don't know why that didn't click with me. I think the reason why it well, didn't is because in my head, super glue is just a natural yeah. part of a modeling kit. But gunplay doesn't typically need super glue. I mean, it's a detail you're not going to pick up on a first watch. And that's one of the things that makes this show good is it has those details. That's not even the only one we caught this episode with Caroline's horse and all that. Can I give a runner-up point to a, a chibied out uh, Baker. error 404 Baker Chan? <laughs> yes. A blue screened Baker Chan? Blue screen Baker Chan. Do you have a low point, Tyler? I'm not sure, other than just, like, again, how uninspired I find Reiji's tactics. Come on, man. Do something other than punch like, he, He's a Radoni boy. He's very straightforward and shown. Yeah. Uh, Reiji not having a, a tactics thing doesn't bother me. Because Reiji is a fighter, not really a thinker. What my problem with their tactics is, is that Say isn't thinking of any. Because Say is a thinker. That's kind of the point he... That, that's, like, his job, is he's the brain. But he's not using it. The ragey and the brain. <laughs> One is a fighter. <laughs> the, the other's, other's got a go- brain. Uh, I was gonna- <laughs> the other's over sane. Uh, the other's been trained in Gunpla, kind of, by his dad. <laughs> we'll uh, find out he's been trained in far more than just Gunpla. <laughs> I'm going to have to give it to the fact that... Uh, Kalala and Fellini are discussing saying Reiji on their date. <laughs> well, they brought them together, so it's only natural. <laughs> they're, they're discussing work. Honestly, it's not much of a low point, and my actual low point I know someone else is going to take. So It is also like their primary point of uh, contact is this tournament, is the biggest thing that's happening around them right now anyway. Yeah. Especially because Ricardo is directly involved and is friends with them. My low point is the pause. I like, think you could do it way better with just slight tweaking. The problem with it really is that, like, what did Baker think she was going to get from this? Yeah, no, that's my point. You really reinforced that one, because I thought the pause was weird already, but then you brought that up, and I'm like, yeah, what is the what is actually, like, the motive? What, what do you get out of this? It doesn't make any sense. Like you said, if it was a, the battle is declared a draw, two minutes to fix them, and then we go again, and if you aren't within that, and we'll just keep doing this until somebody wins because it's a single knockout. Good luck. And they go and they go ahead and do this. That makes a lot more sense. But here it's just, oh yeah, we paused it and for technical difficulties, good luck fixing what? <laughs> I was gonna take that, so let's see. What else do I got? Mao doesn't appear on this episode, but that's not a low point. Uh, I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else, so I had to take yours. Ron Rawls look when Rinko hugs him. Is that a low point? I mean, that's been established <laughs> as a character thing. It is, but like, I, I, you guys took the lower points. Yeah, that's fair. MVP, Tyler. I'm considering Caroline's horse. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a character, it's a mascot. <laughs> no, who do I think is actually... I'm actually going to give it to Nils. Um, I think he actually has a character arc this episode. So, yeah, that's that. Zach, I think I'm going to give it to Say. 
because like of his just his reaction when Nils mentions, you know, I'm only here for this. And he actually goes off on him because that that is like more offended that we've seen say ever be. And it really drives them into actually the win later on. He also does come up with a dumb glue technique later. I'm going to go with Caroline because you guys are cowards and won't give it to her. Uh, she, 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 she boyfriends a- Nils Nielsen without consent. She <laughs> she brings the entire company to cheer for him. She builds that uh, model horse mascot. She was on my list, to be fair, but anything she el- was not on my list. Anything else we want to say about this episode? It's not terrible, but we've also had better. How do you think it compares to the Mao episode, since they're very similar in structure? I like this better than the Mao episode. I do like the ending of the Mao episode pretty well, where he like has to come to terms with his loss. But It's really difficult for me. I, I'm not sure, because I don't really like Mao. I'm not a huge fan of the whole like training thing that he does, but... At the same time, it feels more, like, natural in the way the series is prog- has progressed, like, Mao and whatnot. Nils here, maybe it's because I don't like Nils, but at the same time, like, the say Reiji and Nils confrontation is really, really good, but the Mao versus Starbuild Strike is a lot better. So, like, out of Gundam stuff, I like more in this episode. In the fights, I actually prefer the Mao episode, so... I'm kind of torn. You uh, mentioned the training thing, and I completely forgot about that. How many times do I have to teach you this lesson, young man? (laughs) (laughs) Shall we put Nils Sengoku Astray on our mobile suit list? Let's. Oh, man, this thing. It is the most, like, what the build series is going to be, right? Because it does not look like the Astray. The Astray red frame is clearly in there, but they have turned it into a samurai. (laughs) you, You can see it in the head. Like The head is very obvious that it's an Astray. But, man, I don't know what to really think about this thing. It is really leaning into the samurai aspect, but I personally don't think I like it all that much. Like, it's a little too over the top and not in the same way that the tequila custom is. Well, it it is the outlier, right? Like, it's also the one that's way outside of what everybody else is using. So it feels way more out of place in addition. I mean, not as out of place or as different as the uh, Abrigabine, right? So how do we think it compares to that? I prefer it uh, to the a, a bigger the Beetleborg. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think I do prefer it to the Beetleborg. How do we think it compares to the bog standard M1 Astray? I think I prefer the standard M1 Astray because the Sengoku Astray is just a little too over the top for me. I actually think I kind of agree. Like, normally all the ornamentation would do it for me, and, like, it's got... Like, I like the color scheme. I just like it less than a regular Astray. I think for me, part of it is the Astray is just such a good base model design to begin with. How do we think it compares to the Build Strike Gundam? The original Build Strike? Yes. No stars here. No celebrity Build Strike. (laughs) I think I might prefer the Astray, actually. Because Katanas are cooler, but I could be easily convinced on one way or the other on this. I I think the Astray's gimmick is a little bit cooler than the original Build Strike's gimmick, which is not much of one. It's got a transforming backpack. It does have a transforming ba- hamburger backpack. Hmm. See, I've got a hard... This is difficult, because I'm not a huge fan of the like, Sengoku Astray. But at the same time, and this might be the actual thing for it, I am having a hard time remembering exactly what the build strike looked like. <laughs> uh, like the star build strike, but its backpack was blue, yeah, and it was bulkier. I think I might actually have to give it to the build strike. I think the Sengoku Astray is a little bit better than the build strike. Uh, how do we think it compares to the Grimoire Red Beret? 
No, not no contest. Grimoire oh, I, Beret. I think I, I don't understand why you guys see anything. I, I love like it the, so the much. Grimoire Red Beret. It's so dumb, which is partially why I like it. How does it compare to the Strike Rouge? It's about the same color scheme, a little better. But. Yeah, Strike's a pretty solid base model. I I think may, I prefer the Strike Rouge. I lightly agree. Final question: Is it better or worse than the Heavy Arms? Oh, it's worse than the Heavy Arms. I think I like it more than the heavy arms, Hands actually. Hands down, it's worse than the heavy arms. It's better than the heavy arms. <laughs> so the Sengoku Astray will go at number 54, above the heavy arms Gundam and below the Strike Rouge. Where is that in relation to the uh, Daniel Custom? Significant, I want to say 30 spots lower. It's number 54. The Tequila Gundam Daniel Custom is 27, so not quite 30. That makes sense. That is actually a really good design. It's also really stupid. No, Built Divers had some... Good-ass mobile suits. And, and like I said, I feel like the Sengoku Astray is the start of moving towards that. Yeah. We will be back next week for episode 20 of Gundam Build Fighters. Isla's betrayal. She never betrayed anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Technically true. Podcast ended.